Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Freestyle Wednesday edition of the Morning Tailgate. It's Raider Nation Radio with Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, and Heidi Fang. Fired up for Freestyle. Good morning, everybody. So good to see you here. Uh, 69187, Sam and Ash text line. They will join us at 945 as we'll talk a little street legal on Deshaun Watson. Can't imagine what... Uh, we'll talk about there, and at 8 o'clock, okay. our good friend Eddie Borsilli joins the show from Sirius XM NFL. We'll talk about the Raiders, and as they go forward, and what he wants to see coming out of mini camps. Uh, R&R 920 AM, the Twitter, 702-365-9200, the Realty One Group listener line. You can reach us here, here on Raider Nation Radio. All right, well, you got a chance to finally see it, the first uh, breadth of mini camps. You got a chance to uh, take a look at uh, uh, you know some of the offense as well as hearing from Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, and Darren Waller. We'll play that sound throughout this show. Some excellent stuff that came out of yesterday. But uh, first, uh, you know, it seems as though that you know how would how would you first describe the setting there for watching the offense? Because uh, do they have the media close enough to where you guys <laughs> can go and kind of make acute observations? Uh, I don't know about close enough, but it's close enough. You, okay. you, you, you know what to look for, and uh, you have to kind of work your way around some bodies and whatnot to try to uh, to get a to get an uh, eyeball on what it is that you want to see. So it takes a little effort, but uh, that's okay. Uh, we're all out there working hard. Uh, what strikes me about this offense right now, and I try to contrast it to past regime changes for the Raiders, uh, and and specifically with Derek Carr uh, in the picture. It's always been when the Raiders have made changes at the coaching level, a complete teardown and rebuild, and here we go again. It's another, and a bunch of young players come in, and Derek Carr and the, the offense has to learn a complete new offense with a bunch of young players and a bunch of rookies, and he's trying to pull them along and get this thing on the right page and the right path. But you look at this Raiders team, it's such a veteran group offensively from Derek Carr, who's done there, been there, done this in terms of um, you know learning a new offense, and he knows ways to streamline that process. You got Devontae Adams, who's been there, done that. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. This is his first rodeo, and I think that that veteran presence now, that uh, experience is going to expedite this process. You're not going to have the big learning curves that you might have had um, under a John Gruden early on when there was a bunch of young players, a bunch of rookies that they were trying to implement. Mm -hmm. These are guys that know how to learn an offense and know how to get on the same page, and I think that that's going to really um, push this forward uh, and this process forward quicker. Yeah, you know, Heidi, what did you think about that? Like over the years where you're waiting for Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs to see what will happen, uh, there's no like waiting for anyone on the offensive uh, side for wide receivers, for example, to go and get it and for them to get on the same page with Derek. It seems as though that they've been on the same page because everyone's had to learn this new system all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, there is some 
true to that. But I think like you're saying, you look at even the guys that are kind of there right now that I wanted to ask about yesterday, but <laughs> I kept waving my hand and like the, I didn't get called on. So, uh, uh, I wanted to ask you just about You got to jump in there and talk really loud. <laughs> I know. I'm so far in the back, no one hears me. Cut so somebody out. <laughs> they had a... Um, they had a uh, Keelan Cole at it, you know, Demarcus Robinson. Those are names that I'm mm-hmm. interested in seeing how they work out. Even Matt Collins, like the amount of depth, especially when you just talk about wide receivers on and then thinking about just the brooding excitement of seeing the chemistry come together between oh, yeah. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. That's something I think a lot of people have just been waiting to see unfold on the field. I think if the first pass of the first game isn't a 40 yard at least in depth pass <laughs> right? to Devontae Adams. I think a lot of Raider Nation might be disappointed. But um yeah, I, I think that's something that people are just dying to see on the field as much as we are through practice and, and watching that connection kind of develop and nurture. Yeah. Like a small little baby bird. Yeah, you know? and, and and you look at it, little you, bird. you just name the names. <laughs> Matt Collins, Keelan Cole, DeMar- yeah. these guys are veteran players. Yeah. And uh and Devontae Adams, obviously, and Hunter Renfro and, and Darren Waller. It used to be when's Henry Ruggs gonna be able to grasp it and get it together and, and Brian Edwards and, and these young players uh that they continually have brought in over the years and it's it's always slowed down the process and you don't know if some of those young players are ever going to turn that corner uh, and become the players that you know everyone anticipated when the Raiders drafted them that's all done with it's Derek Carr's talked about this the green banana effect you're not waiting for guys to ripen anymore these guys are all hitting the ground running are good though <laughs> that might it, be true. Tostones? Yeah, that, the plantains. Yeah, exactly. Great, great. <laughs> but yeah, you're but like sometimes it. you need those green bananas to make a damn play and come along and be on the same page, and uh, and and that hasn't happened all the time. I mean, think about that. For 2020, all right, you're waiting for them to come along. In 2021, it was still like, all right, well, I'll wait. I'll see it when I, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see it on the field. And then when rugs started to emerge, you're like, okay, yeah, I want to have faith in this process. But that never happened for Edwards, and it didn't help the offense by your your waiting for this train to leave and it never went so now everyone seems to be plugged in with an understanding of their roles and responsibilities that's good because you're not waiting for someone to say like oh i think they have it all in their toolbox but we want to see it happen and then something i've been curious to say as we talk about the bananas ripening is Mm. uh, where does foster moreau go into this how does he develop there it is just because i think that he's somebody that Still has some ways to go, but I want to see the turnaround in all areas from him, basically, and to see if he can become somebody that can still be a target in the red zone, particularly if uh, they're going to utilize him in some of these 12 or 13 sets, Vinny. And I think... um more of that is going to be on the coaches getting him involved. I think he's there in terms of the player, and I think that he's there uh, in terms of the development. Um, I just would like to see them utilize him more and utilize him in different ways. Mm-hmm. We got a glimpse uh, a, a little bit from Darren Waller yesterday about how he's being utilized uh, in all the various ways. And if you look back at Josh McDaniels' offense, they always plug in tight ends and get a lot of production out of tight ends. Uh, and and sometimes there's been multiple tight ends that they've that they've had and they utilize together. Uh, so I would expect that to continue. Now, I don't know how much he, how many times his number is going to get called, but I do think when his number does get called, he's going to deliver. 
Yeah, the other part about it is when they're speaking up there like Darren Waller and Derek Carr is that you see the wheels cranking when they're discussing the offensive playbook and discussing these installs that they're learning. You can see that they're really, as much as they're going through this process, a mini camp right now and the OTAs and all the offseason things that they've put together, the idea that it will culminate eventually and how they're even, I think, anxious to see that product on the field. It's really kind of revealing in the way that they talk. I, I like to read between the lines like they're saying things, but you could see Waller's wheels cranking on what is this going to actually pan out to be once I'm executing it. That's what he, I think, mm-hmm. wants to know as much as all of us. <laughs> that was true. And I saw you guys. Uh, yeah, there were a couple follow up questions because his eyes started to uh, really mm-hmm. like uh, uh, explode with delight <laughs> when mm-hmm. it was asked about like. When he was talking about watching footage of Rob Gronkowski and how a tight end can uh, really excel in this system, and then people start following up, like, "What else do you see? What else?" Because <laughs> he, you could tell in his his face, he wanted to talk about it. Yeah, and think about getting an engaged Darren Waller, right? Yeah. Right, uh, and Derek Carr too. Um, you know, uh, w- w- talking to him about learning the offense, and and you know. The partnership between he and and uh, and, and Josh McDaniels, with it, which I think has a chance to be uh, spectacular, but. You know that Derek Carr is a football nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like, he loves football. Mm-hmm. He, he is a next-level mind, too. He's really a smart football player. And obviously, Josh McDaniels, you talk to anybody in the NFL, he's next-level when it comes to uh, offense and, and breaking things down and play calling and play scheming and all of those type of things. So that combination, and to hear Derek Carr talking about how, you know, when when there's cut-ups of what the Patriots did in the past trying to teach him the new offense— him just being the football nerd that he is, like I remember that play. You know, I, I remember that, that that was against such and such a team, such and such a defensive coordinator, what the situation was, and breaking it all down because he had already seen it before. And uh, I think the longs, and we're going to hear from Derek Carr talking about that. Uh, the, the long um, uh, of it is that, or the short of it is that, it's going to again help expedite uh, this offense because you don't have to tell somebody like Derek Carr eight thousand times. One thing, and then mm-hmm. you know, hope that he gets it. Hope that he gets to the next time. Hope he gets. No, he'll get it the first time, and then you move on to the next thing. And that is a godsend for a coach trying to put in a new offense. In so, when you say nerd, I automatically my or uh, uh, you know, digesting people that like to really get involved in the offense like that. I think on the flip side of Patrick Graham, just because I did this like deep dive Definitely. on research oh, yeah. with him <laughs> and how like he calls uh, everything that when he's going to work the lab, the and lab. then when he goes into like. Uh, with the players, they've called him. Uh, players have dubbed him Black Picasso, as well as yes. the computer. Yeah. Oh, the computer. Uh, so, like, when you hear the computer, I automatically Revenge of the Nerds, Pocket Protector, start thinking about sure. all the ins and outs of how he's studying in his lab and what he's doing. <laughs> like, is he a mad scientist? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. What he's doing with defense? He's I cutting com- it up. I oh, completely that's agree. I completely agree, and I think that. Um, I don't want to. Th- this sounds like it might be bashing other regimes that were here in the past, but I do believe. The intelligence level is just it's it's taking a jump up. Yale with this staff, it just yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're, it's Ivy League. It, it, it yeah. is, and um, and that's not taking anything away from anyone here previously. Uh, but I think the um, the the intelligence level, the teaching level, the communication level, um, it's next level at this point. And I, and I think that that is something that's hugely important. Um, you know, uh, for success. And when you look at the Patriots, and all you have to do is think of it this way. It, w- between 2020 and 2021, Josh McDaniels had to write up an offense for Cam Newton. And it was actually kind of working yeah. until yeah. some injuries uh, occurred. Yeah. And then the very next year, 
a rookie quarterback who um, he was able to, to to get up to speed enough to get the Patriots to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure that they were probably, you know, one-third, two, three-fourths into their offensive playbook with the rookie quarterback. So it was it was like a partial version uh, of, of the Patriots' uh, offense. But he was able to do enough with the rookie to get a team into the playoffs and, and on the fly have to change and then change back to what he was doing. That's teaching, that's coaching, and that's understanding what do I have to work with? How do we maximize what we have to work with? And I think now you look at this, and the Patriots didn't have guys like Devontae Adams or Darren Waller last year or Hunter Renfro or or really even a, a quarterback like Derek Carr. There's nobody on the roster. In recent years, no. Yeah, no. You go back to like Randy no. Moss or, you know, whatever. Oh, it's no. a completely yeah. different level. It, but and yeah. that was years ago almost. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they had – you know they had Gronkowski and, and as the early as late as as late yeah. as 2018 yeah. they had Tom Brady and and Gronk- uh, Gronkowski and They're Julian Edelman what, uh, guys like that and Keel but, Harry right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. that's what I'm saying like that's yeah. what they've been working exactly. with exactly yeah McDaniel's has never had an Arsenal like this complete I, I don't think so Heidi right. I'll bet that one season where they were except, almost perfect. Yes, that's except for that one season. That that, one season. That's the point. Yeah. When you did have that, look, they were freaking eight, almost went you know undefeated. Mm-hmm. So when he has had that level of talent, which he has from time to time, but I actually think this is even deeper, an even deeper arsenal than that team was. And so you look at that success that they had that year, and they were a play away from you know completing an undefeated season. That's what's possible. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But when you look at the Patriots over the years, it's been they, they haven't had this kind of talent. I don't believe, and 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 so the possibilities are endless with this type of talent. Yeah, and I don't think uh, for any regime to come in on a ten win team to go and install new things that people are buying in this quickly. And that's good to have, especially for a Raider team that wants to get further. But this this group of guys, they like the challenge of learning something new. But I think they also like being challenged on a mental aspect. That they are uh, that they like the verbiage, they like the new language, they they like that they don't have to dumb it down for anybody. Right. They, everyone's all moving in the same direction. And we'll take a break on this. We'll come back with some sound. But something that uh, that both Heidi talked about with Patrick Graham, you know, kind of being a you know definitely deep into the knowledge. We see that with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr responding to that. Let's talk about what Derek had to say yesterday because I thought it was uh, very telling, especially when he talked about you know uh, not only picking up the system but picking up who the guys that have been brought into the system now. They're not just free agents. They're the right free agents. We'll tell you what that means coming up next. It's Vinny, Heidi, and Clay on your Freestyle Wednesday. Carr back into the gun. The backfield is empty. Takes a snap. Fires on a cross, spin, jackpot, baby! Vegas touchdown! Card to Darren Waller! It's Raider Nation Radio. <laughs> Compass Media coming back with Raiders Radio Network. Card to Waller, something you want to hear more of? in this season as it approaches but at the same time you want to know that all the other pieces all the other parts of the puzzle are coming together and the pieces that are fitting in there's something that Derek Carr talked about yesterday and uh, just to start it off there was a, it's 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 a system that is going to be demanding but i think for a group like this that wants to be challenged and i think that they love that 
they're getting somebody like Josh McDaniels that's giving them new language, new verbiage. They already seem to have like a I've heard the word love a couple times, but there is a like a real trust with what McDaniels does. And this is Derek Carr talking about picking up the offense. He, he explained that there's plenty of respect, but there's still a lot of demands on a guy that's been in the league for nine years. Yeah, absolutely. And just being a fan of football, I mean, you just you watch their games and you watch. I was always a fan of his and Coach Belichick, and you know, I always you know, was very intrigued by the things that they would do schematically. Um, and so it's funny. You know, we watched the cutups, and I'm like, "Hey, I remember this play." You know, it was against this year, against this coordinator, and he laughed. You know, and things like that. Because I just, I've always been a fan, and so just being in it um, and learning it, the, the the details of it, you know, and having the OTAs to grind through that, um, you know, has been huge. But you know, drawing on past experiences, it helps me. You know, it's not like I'm starting off as a rookie. You know, um, we can hit the ground running. He can say things, and I'm like, "Yep, got it." And we can move on faster to get to other things. And so, hopefully, that'll help us. You know, you know, get everything in and in a speedy process. But okay, what do you think about him saying, "I remember this play"? As he watched, like Derek Carr has been watching, you know, footage of other teams being successful, uh, even during the season and off season. He's been a, such a fan in, of the game, Vinny. Uh, what did you think of that comment? Because that's cool that he's been very, very in tuned to watching the Patriots and McDaniel system over the years, just indirectly. Not surprised in the least. Um, he loves football and he loves the art of football and uh, especially offense, offenses and breaking things down and and plays and play calling and uh, play sequences and schemes and positional groups. He's that kind of a guy, and um, and I think he's met. Not his match, um, but he's met somebody that uh, shares that same uh, love and passion for offensive football in Josh McDaniels. And that's why I think it's going to be so fascinating watching where those two uh, can take this. But it's not a surprise whatsoever. And I think it it really bodes well for the Raiders because you have a core. And when you talk about, you know, the the verbiage and, the, and this and that, that's that's all well and good. It's the buy-in factor because there's a success resume behind that. Mm-hmm. Just look at the Patriots and what they've done over the years. They win football games uh, and they do it in a lot of different ways offensively. And if you're, a, uh, you know, uh, have, have any level of professionalism and you look at that and want to succeed, you look at what they've done and you're like, I respect that. I'd love to be a part of that. I mean, that is something that I think de- is driving Derek Carr right now. And, and to see between that, between him and between the weapons that are on this team, the, like I said, the possibilities are endless. Here's what I think, too. If I'm Derek Carr and I've had five five different coaches, five different coaches? Right? Uh, well, five different offensive systems. I think there's yeah, that's seven what, there it is. head five, coaches. Seven, in, okay. Yeah. yeah, five offensive coordinators. And you've had to do that in the seasons that you've played football. And you have to con- constantly pick up new things. I'm always watching everything if I'm him. I'm, I would watch every single thing, not just as so far as it goes to you know better yourself as a quarter. Be prepared for anything that you might have come your way and be like, yes, I can apply that because I've seen it and I've watched it be executed by, you know, we're seeing Rams highlights right now from the Super Bowl, which, oh, last night. So they were putting uh, <laughs> replays of this on TV. I, I know oh, I digress, but so like I'm laying down there uh, with my son trying to put him to bed. I had this on the <laughs> background and I'm reading and he goes, Mama, I just want to watch football. I was like, <laughs> 
my boy. That's, that's my boy. So you take uh, the but, book, Three Little Bears, and just throw yeah. it in the trash. Like, no more of this. Break out yeah, the playbook. Yeah, yeah. right. And I, I actually started doing that. But as I Red like, zone <laughs> offense. Now, this is a quarterback. <laughs> The quarterback, that guy oh, he's with the well number past nine. Quarterback. Yeah, he's already into third down, uh, you know, segments and, yeah. and four minute offense. Yeah. Sure. Right, right. Yeah. He's doing like button hook uh, curls at, at wide receiver. He's looking for the ball. I'm gonna have him run in <laughs> seam routes outside next. But uh, you know, it's one of those things that y- you uh, think about as Derek Carr goes and has had to have this progress throughout his career and always changing. And, and so I think it just becomes part of what you need to do to be able to stay as as uh, versatile as you are with the different schemes that you've had to learn and the different... Sometimes it's not even Vinny, like he's had to learn a whole different offensive playbook so much as it is the verbiage, the lingo. Like you might know the same play exists like on a wheel route, but okay, now it's called, you know, ZYX to the... Hundredth banana, and, and <laughs> not to not to uh, over reiterate this, but on top of that, it's always usually with an, a whole new coast, you know uh, cast of characters, and many times young guys that you know he's he's hoping will turn that corner, but there's no guarantee that that will uh, happen. And now he looks beside him and just sees star level talent all around him, and not just that, not they're they're veterans, they know how mm-hmm. to learn. They know how to absorb an offense. They know how to streamline the process uh, so that uh, you know uh, get it quicker. They know their roles. They know um, other players' roles. They've they've been, like you think about Devonte Adams. He's been playing with Aaron Rodgers his entire career and a couple of different offensive uh, coordinators. But he 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 knows how to get ready. He knows how to learn an offense, as does Darren Waller and 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 Hunter Renfro and obviously Derek Carr. So this whole process is so different from what it's been like in the past where you were literally starting over. Not just with the playbook, but oftentimes with the whole new cast of characters. And that's no longer the case. Um, and, and and I think, again, that's going to expedite the process. They're going to be able to, to to move forward with this a whole lot faster than they ever have in his career. Yes, I love how this goes. And Derek Carr talked about that. They, they're not waiting for guys to get it. Yeah, absolutely, and, I, and and the way that Josh coaches us, you know, the thing, the level at which he's talking, and the things that he's demanding and asking of us, um, you know, it, it's good, you know, because usually when you have a lot of young guys, the the train has to slow down, um, and where Josh said we're going full steam ahead, and you know, he trusts that with a veteran group of guys that have a lot of football behind them, you know, they can pick it up and run with it, and so um, you definitely feel that, you know, you you can definitely sense that. And the way that they coach and what they've thrown at us and what they expect from us, I mean, from day one, you know. And so um, I think, you know, Josh would probably speak on it better. But but for me, I feel like that that has been a big advantage for us. But um, from a learning aspect now, from an execution standpoint, just keep working and get better at it. Heidi, when was the last time Derek Carr played with three Pro Bowl players in their prime in, 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 in the same offense with him? I'm going through it. I don't think he has. That's the whole I'm point. Going through it. Crabtree, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cooper, I don't think he has. Yeah, with Cooper and when Crabtree. Yeah, but even with Jared Cook, I don't think they were all Cook. ever like Pro Bowlers. Not, not like this. Not and like that. even then, Cr- it would Crabtree. Yeah, it would still be yeah. a step down from Devontae Adams, Darren yeah. Waller, Hunter Renfro, yeah. and himself a Pro Bowl. This is completely different than it's ever been. Yeah, it's not yeah. even close. Yeah, you could say that, and I think 
these are when you look at these receivers, the potential is there for each of them to have one thousand yard seasons. Yeah, and I liked Adam's mm-hmm. question yesterday about how you're going to slice the bread. Basically, like you asked Waller about how many targets can you know each guy just feasibly actually get per game, and, and Waller even said that's a good question. You know, like how are we going to slice this up? How is it going to be distributed? And especially when you think about the run schemes. That are put together. You sure. talked about the game mm-hmm. uh, the other just what Monday with uh, Rex Burkhead, right? Yeah. Well, he was like, I think there he had seventy yards or so in that one game as a running back, plus the you know, sixty or so on, on the ground. So when you start slicing it up that way, well, you know, Kenyon Drake, how's that going to work out for him? Or if you have a Brandon Bolden, these different guys are also going to get some of that share. So Let- it's going to be. Interesting how the process divides. I'm going to throw some names at you guys: Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Steve Breeston. Oh yeah, the Cardinals. Marvin Harrison, Mm -hmm. Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely. Yeah, these are these are go back to 1980. Kellen Winslow, John Jefferson, Charlie Joyner. Guess what? All of these guys had a thousand or more yards receiving on the same team in the same season. Moss, Carter, and Robert Smith with the Vikings Mm -hmm. and Randall Cunningham in '98. Yeah, they could do that. Right, exactly. There's there's enough balls to go around. There truly is. And in Derek Carr, you also have somebody who sort of sees the game like a point guard in the NBA. He's going to get the ball to the right guy. He's going to get the ball to the open man. And there's going to be enough plays, especially if this defense is able to do its job where they continually get the offense the ball. There's going to be enough play. I'm not saying that all three guys are going to have a thousand or more yards, uh, but but I think potentials there. The Totally the potential is there if they stay healthy. And I think the wow. potential is there to have 90 or more catches uh, for three players, or at least 85, 90, 100 uh, catches for three. That's a lot of production, and it's it's definitely right out there uh, for them. So I, I do think – and I, I saw Darren. It was kind of funny going, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> that's kind of how he rolls anyway. But um, I, I do think when it's all said and done, if all these guys stay healthy, Heidi, they have a chance to put up some spectacular numbers. Yeah, uh, and again, and win football games. And again, I think a lot of what happens is going to start up front. Again, I, I always bring it back to that offensive line because we keep seeing Leatherwood getting those reps at right tackle, right, Vinny. Yep. So that's something where I want to see how it pans out once they lock in who the starters are and how they work as a unit. Because you can say one guy is good at this, or Colton is great here, but is everything going to click with them how are they hearing the calls played how are they reacting to where they need to be in position like we talked about with Illuminor before clay it really was yeah. yeah so that's how when I, I think about all of this everything has to click for everything to be on this perfect tangent that we're talking about with each guy eclipsing a thousand yard seasons i mean that's something that's possible but I think it definitely everything needs to be streamlined for it to fall into place. That 2008 Cardinal team went to the Super Bowl. Uh, 2004 uh, Indianapolis Colts team, they, I think they went tw- uh, 12 and four. The 1980 San Diego Chargers team, they got beat by the Raiders, but in the in the uh, AFC Championship game. But the Chargers beat the Raiders twice that year. They were the that's why they hosted the AFC Championship game. So not mm-hmm. only were you talking about numbers and great numbers and all great numbers are great, these were t- winning teams too. They all won, and I think the proof of concept will come with the wins. They're seeing it now, and I think once the balls start get distributing in whatever fashion, it might be you know lopsided for one game for individual players, I think they'll all understand that this is how we're going to win. And that's the advantage maybe that Derek is also talking about, that we already feel how this is going to look and visualize it 
that we're not all going to be, you know, ascending all at the same time. We'll be all working together for the win only. And even though that sounds good on theory, that's not always executed in practice. And on other teams, you'll see how sometimes other players will be like, I am not happy. I am not getting involved. I need the roles aren't being fulfilled. They don't have that problem. And Carr talked about that as well here on Raider Nation Radio. It was uh, something that he said about not just getting free agents in the offseason. It's about getting the right guys. I I thought this was very telling. I think it starts with Dave and Josh just keeping the right people here, you know, and and signing the right, the new guys, the signing the right new guys. Um, You know, the expectation is always that we're going to be here and we're going to work. And the guys that they sign, the guys that we re-signed that are here, there's like there's literally no other answer, you know, there's no other thing that we would be doing besides this right now. You know, if you want to play golf, we'll just do it after practice, you know, those, those kind of things. And so, um, you know, that, you know, we've we've spent, you know, many times, you know, doing some fun things together and dinners and all that kind of players and things like that. But it's always after the work gets done. And so, um, you know, as as captains, our job is really easy because, you know, you tell the guys, hey, this is this one we're going to be here and everyone shows up, you know, because they're really good you know, professionals, and that's what they want to do. I've never heard him say that before. He's liked a lot of guys on these teams over the years, but it's never been this serious. No, and the expectations are um, elevated, and and they're warranted. And when he said, you know, bringing in the right guys, who would you rather have than the guys that they have on the field right now? Like, think about that. Like, you, if you had, if you could wave a magic wand, would you trade this trio of um, offensive weapons for any in the NFL? I mean, I'm, you could always improve somewhat, somehow, but really, when you think about it. This is as good as it gets when you talk about Darren Waller and, and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I was just thinking of who I would trade for, but um, you know, if I had like my own complete fantasy team, right? Like, <laughs> and, and, and there's no, there's no doubt. I'm like, you could. do I have a cap on yeah. who I bring in? There's no doubt you could, but it doesn't guarantee that it's going to be any any better. Like, like you can justify just just keep this as it is. You don't really have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Usually, yeah. you're like, well, you know, oh, that guy would be better than Ryan Edwards. That guy, you know, blah blah blah. This, <laughs> all right, you know, there's no. Oh yeah, you always you always have that second guessing because, like, all right, in free agency, you're like, well, we lost out on this guy because he went over to Jacksonville yeah. for money, more money. No, 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 no. Uh, you had the two best free agents that were available, and you got them. Right, true, absolutely. True. Uh, you know, when I think about it, that what makes them great together too isn't just that they have great numbers. Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm <laughs> just thinking about my own like mental fantasy <laughs> team that I would put together if I had to, and. I had no cap and the money was not object. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the instinctiveness of this team is what I think drives a guy like Hunter Renfro. The football instincts that he has, you can't teach. And I love watching him do what he does because it's always something that you don't anticipate from him when he's cutting or when he's making tackles or anything that really? he, he puts together. And it's like, you, you see Devonte Adams again, instincts, how those help drive them to be better players than just the things that you read on paper about them. And that's what I like about those guys that are, are there right now. Waller want to see him have a better season than he did last year. Obviously got to stay healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Well, we'll hear from uh, Waller as well as Josh McDaniels and we'll get your thoughts now at 702-365-9200 on the Realty One Group listener line 702-365-9200. What do you guys think of when you hear Derek that excited and that serious about this part of the year? 
More on that on the other side. It's Raider Nation Radio. Now back to Clay Baker with your morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Well, we hope. We hope a lot, you know. Um, you know, it doesn't matter now. We, I can sit up here and say it'll be great, and we go out there and it doesn't work, you know. We, we have to. There's a lot of hard work that needs to be done for in order for that, what you're trying to get at, for that to be a successful thing. And that's our plan, and that's what we hope. Um, but there's still so much work to be done, you know. You know, hopefully, you know, we get everybody rolling to where it's hard to do everything, you know, where we can run it, we can throw it. You know, he helps him and he helps me and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done before we get into that. But you would think and you would hope that it would help those guys. Freestyle Wednesday, Carmere Nation Radio. That was Derek Carr coming back. Vinny, Heidi, Clay on your Wednesday. And when that was on a question about Devontae Adams, like how quickly are you guys having success in this offense? And Derek is, has been uh, quick to point out, like, we are still working and learning on this offense together. Uh, but at least one thing's for sure is that we have such a good relationship that we're working on the details. Did you get that, Heidi, where you were like, all right, at least you're not saying like, oh, yeah, we're, we're just coming out of the gates, you know, fire, guns blazing. It looks as though that they seem to feel like there's still more work. There's, I sense that they still need to work on their details and, and where they need to be for their spots. Oh, there's a ton of work to be done. There is a ton of work to be done between now and getting through training cramp up until the first snap that they take. Taken Canton. They have to really know this playbook inside and out. They have to be able to look at each other and know that they're making an adjustment when they're on the line. They need to be able to signal to somebody and be like, look, you need to get across the field quicker. Mm -hmm. And these are things that as you work with timing, with chemistry, with a new group, like if you're Hunter Renfro and you pretty much are involved now with a completely new look with the wide receivers, like getting to know them, building that chemistry with them, it matters. And I think that that, and like you said, the details in getting everything ready to go from the where you plant yourself into the ground if you're an offensive lineman or you know, if you're Max and where you're coming off the edge, it everything needs to be able to everyone needs to be able to understand their assignments the new playbook and the installs period before they can really get full steam going like Derek said yesterday everything that he's had to pick up from um, Josh McDaniels has been full steam ahead so there's no rest he says he expects a lot he demands a lot and you can see that the standard is there with these guys and how they're treating every practice yeah, and and part of that again goes back to the fact that Josh McDaniels knows what he's working with in terms of the experience. Oh yeah, you know, part of teaching is understanding how people are absorbing information and digesting information, and not pushing too far too soon for certain guys. Um, you know, uh, at certain levels of experience, but he's he's got a veteran team. He knows outside of the offensive line, some of the young offensive linemen. But uh, aside from that, these are all been there, done it, guys. Every single one of them. Um, you go into that running back room and there's a level of success, a level of experience from top to bottom almost, You know, excluding the rookies, of course. Of course, the wide receiver room and the tight end room, they, these are all veterans, and he knows that how far he can push it with these guys, and which it's 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 very far. He can push that's it very cool. far and very quickly and accelerate that process. And I think that that's you know um, kind of the point of the, of the day. Now, without a doubt, these guys know where you need to be at this part of the year. It's a process. You know, games aren't necessarily won or lost right now. But you know, you're building an offense. You're building a defense. You're building cohesiveness. You're putting in a playbook. Uh, and and everyone that's 
again, talking about the veteran experience, they know where they need to be at this time of year. And I, I get the sense that they feel pretty good about where they are. And that means that, you know, at the next checkpoint to start training camp, they'll be ready to hit the ground running at that point and then be ready for Canton, Ohio, uh, the first preseason game and so on and so forth. That's Vinny, Heidi, Clay here with you on this Wednesday. Let's get to your phone calls from the Realty One Group listener line, 702-365-9200. Out to North Las Vegas with Darkside, Don. Good morning, Don. Morning, everyone. Morning, Vinny. It's good to see you on this one, man. What's up, man? Not much. Hey, so yesterday I tried to call because you guys were talking about Nate. Clay, you know, Clay, Heidi, you know I've been talking about how I've been looking at him. Oh, yeah. So... You know, I, I'm kind of impressed by the fact that he came out and just said, like Vinny said yesterday, that he just a, he's just going to be a player. He's just going to make plays. And to me, that's what I saw. Remember I said that he reminded me uh, that year when Seawood won the defensive player of the year. Again, I'm not comparing him to Seawood. Okay. But I honestly believe I honestly believe that that dude is, is what y'all said yesterday, going to be the X factor of the defense. Um I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys a question, so I watched a couple of. I, I watched Waller yesterday. Did you guys get a feeling that he's not like okay with how the, the contract thing is going? He just seemed real nonchalant, but not nonchalant, but like off-putting about it. Like it is what it is. If I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, I'm not. Did you guys get that also? Because for me, I, again, I'm I'm taking I'm I'm riding Vinny Cotel. For me, if the guys that's in the building right now. Oh, I love it, Don. Thanks for the call, man. I'm glad to hear you calling and taking us to work out in North Las Vegas. Did you get that sense? Uh, I I, uh, I get the sense that, um, yeah, is he happy with his contract right now? No. And, uh, and, and why would he be? He's like the 13th highest paid uh, tight end in the mm-hmm. NFL. But I also think that he is okay with the process and where it's headed. And uh, I'll, I'll say this, too. Darren Waller has blown people away in that building. Uh, the new people that are in that building. Is that so? There was a level of, um, you know, obviously, if you're, you know who Darren Waller is, if you're an NFL coach or an NFL executive, but being around him on a day-to-day basis and seeing the great shape that he showed up in, uh, the work ethic, he's been there day in and day out. So whatever uh, ill feelings he has about the contract, it hasn't prevented him from being there every single day, uh, getting after it. And I think all of that has blown away uh, this new Raiders leadership. And I think the numbers, I think the contract will take care of itself. So is he happy? You can't say that he's happy right now because he wants to get paid like Travis Kelsey and so on and so forth and deservedly so. Uh, but I think he's okay with where the process is and where it's headed. Right. And I think that he's probably tired or not really looking forward to those types of questions. Darren Waller's always been about football. He's always been about that, the community, the, how he uh, carries himself with uh, regard to topics that are somewhat more controversial, he seems to want to kind of steer away from that path and just focus on what he's doing. So I, I think that's um, a tribute to what he says he does every day. He gets up, he meditates, he clears his mind. And so if you're getting asked these mm-hmm. questions about contract, contract to him, it's just like, uh, I think, you know, it's a little bit of just let me just play the game. But he's not the type <laughs> of guy to come out and just be like, just let me focus on, you know, he's not that guy. Yeah, you know, he's 
going to carry himself the way that he sees fit. And I think for him right now, it's just a distraction to talk about the contract more so than to think about what he has to learn on the field. When we keep talking about 12 personnel, 13 personnel, he's got to have a lot when you look at the Josh McDaniel system to pick up. All right. One more call before the top of the hour. We'll reach with Eddie Borsilli from Sirius XM. It's Raider 66 here in Las Vegas. Good morning, 66. How are you, sir? <laughs> Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing again? Fine, All thank right. you. Good morning. Good, good, good morning. What do you think about these comments when you hear Derek Carr talk like that? I tell you, I, I love it. I've, I've loved Derek Carr since the since the beginning, but I just want to know really quickly, Vinny, are you getting overtime for this double that you've been doing the last few days? Uh, <laughs> it's not work to me, man. It's not it's it's not work to me. But uh, this is this is the new Raider Nation Radio uh, world, and uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, you need a new agent. Get you a new contract there. Uh, I'll uh, take twenty yeah. percent. Right, right. I'll do it. I'll, I'll take do the work. I'll take twenty bananas. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take bananas today. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Darren Waller approach and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. just happy to be here. And that's See, the I truth do, of the matter. I do just like an agent. As soon as you get more money, they want a higher percentage. Yeah, uh, tell yeah, me, Bob Sugar. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking real quickly yesterday about Derek. You know, being a top ten or eleven quarterback. I just know that when they take the handcuffs off him. He is in MVP conversations. Now, if you're in the MVP conversation, you're top three or five. So uh, that's all I want to go about that. But my, my thing that I'm struck by this team is the ego, or rather the lack thereof among the leaders on this team. You look at the guys at the top, Derek. I mean, there is not a more grounded guy on the team. Darren Waller, look what he's come through. is about as even keels you get. Uh, Renfro. Uh, Adams, he, Adams even told Derek, hey, don't worry about how many touches I get. You know, it'll all work out. These guys are into a team aspect. Chandler Jones, he's been in the league, what, 11 years now? Mm-hmm. He is working as hard as anybody. Max Crosby, uh, he's the energizer bunny. So he just keeps on going. And the leftovers from last year's team, you know, they just know about dedication and hard work from whether they went through. But this goes uh, back to the past. This is the Raider way. This is the Raider way. <laughs> Tim Brown, I mean, he wasn't worried about touches. Uh, Howie Long was happy when Greg Townsend, you know, did well. Marcus Allen, here is a superstar in the league. No other player in the league would have done what he did. When they got Bo Jackson, he allowed himself to be the blocking back when Bo and he were both in the back. That doesn't happen. That is a team that is just void of ego. So that's the Raider way. We talk about, you know, the Patriot way. The Raider, that's the Raider way. Oh, I love it. Raider 66, that's a terrific call. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, there's a, 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 a really stark advantage of not having egos on this team to go and try to precede what really needs to get done. Yeah, and uh, we have to separate good ego from bad ego. There's guys that want to win football games, and there's guys that push themselves really high because they have high expectations of themselves. So that, in that respect, that part of the ego is good. It's, it's the bad ego that I don't think is prevalent in that locker room. And i got to give credit. Um, I know Mike Mayock and John Gruden didn't hit on everybody. We all get it. We all understand it. There were some myopic, terrible misses, uh, especially in the early rounds. But they did bring in Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. They stuck with Derek Carr. Uh, They did bring in Max Crosby and Hunter Renfro. There's guys there that are the foundation of this team, and that was laid by John Gruden and Mike Mayock. And we can't uh, lose sight of some of the, um, uh, the roles that they played and where this team is. Yeah, so I think overall, like you said, Vinny, they did hit, especially in those later rounds. The first rounders, I think, it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better with what happened with the first three picks. Um, 
you know, I think, and this is no discredit to Josh Jacobs and what he's accomplished at all. And they did say he's there. There's a lot of questions about that. A lot of questions about where Josh Jacobs was. Uh, they said they had 100% attendance yesterday. Yeah, he was, he was in the back in the wait, uh, either with trainers he, or weight room. Yeah, there's nobody that's so, not there. They're, they're, yeah. they're good. And, you know, in Josh Jacobs's case, the, the fifth-year option, it's not so much an indictment on Josh Jacobs. I just think it's how this regime views the running back position. Yeah, that's it. I was more into, like, uh, I'll get into it after. Go ahead, no, it's okay. We got to take a break. Yeah. Hold that thought because okay. let's get into that on the other side. Eddie Borsilli is going to join us from Sirius XM. You remember Eddie, Who? our good friend? Eddie Borsilli <laughs> on deck of Raider Nation Radio back in 90 seconds. Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. Tat products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.